This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. Let's bow our heads as we go into the message of the day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we bless the holy name for the wonderful moment you have ordained this morning for us to stand before your throne of grace. Let our world bring forth healing, bring forth your life in us, make us to be who you want us to be, so that your name will continue to be eternally glorified in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. The Lord is good. The message is titled Spiritual Rebirth. And we're taking a message from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36. I'll read it from verse 24. It is written in Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 24. For I will take you from among the hidden and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Lord is speaking to somebody this morning that you will surely possess that promised land. Amen. He said, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your filthiness, from all your idols, will I cleanse you. If the Lord is said to put a new garment upon you today, can I hear your amen? He said, a new heart also will I give you. Mm. Somebody here is mightily blessed today. Amen. A new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away this stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you an heart of flesh. God is talking to somebody this morning that everything the enemy has put in your life, in your destiny will be replaced with his goodness today. Amen. 27. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my status and you shall keep my judgments and do them. That means from today the spirit of God will begin to prevail over your lives. Amen. He said, you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. For you to be a child of God, accepted by God, you are mightily blessed today. Amen. I want us to look at other scriptures too. Let us look at First Samuel chapter 10 to support what we have just read in the book of Ezekiel, the part six. For God to use you, He must put in you His newness. Those things that makes Him to be God, His spirit, His character must be put in you. First Samuel chapter ten, we are reading from verse one. Then Samuel took a veil of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, "Is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee?" to be captain over his inheritance. The Lord was talking about Saul when he asked Prophet Samuel to anoint Saul to be captain. All of us, God has made us to be captain over his inheritance. 
Because there are different inheritance the Lord has released for his children on this earth in Jesus' name. He said, in my father's house, there are many what? So there are inheritances too on earth for his children. He anointed Saul to champion one of such inheritance that he has given for his children. Then verse 2 says, when thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by righteous sepulchre and the brother of Benjamin, Azazah, and they will say unto thee, the asses which thou wentest to seek are found. Whatever thing you have been looking for that appear impossible, those things will locate you from today. Amen. And lo, thy father had left the care of the asses, he sorrowed for you, saying, what shall I do for my son? Verse 3. Then shall thou go on forward from things, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor, and thou shalt meet the three men going up to God to Bethel, one carrying three keys, and another carrying three loaves of bread, another carrying a bottle of wine. And I will salute thee, and give thee two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hands. The blessings and visitations you never expected will locate you from today. That's what is called divine connection and divine arrangement. God arranged for what belongs to the father of Saul. He's asked to get lost. His ship or car, whatever they call it, to get lost. It was a divine arrangement so that Saul will move and locate his place of blessings. If Saul hadn't moved, there would have been no meeting with Prophet Samuel. The Lord allows you to go through certain things in life so that you will come in contact with his divine location of blessings for you. That's why the word of God says, in everything, do what? Thank God. Because you do not know why God allowed that thing to happen. Don't run your mouth when you find yourself in a certain uncomfortable situation. You begin to get angry. You begin to run your mouth because you do not know what God has for you through that situation. Allow God to finish to perfect his work in your life. Don't get angry when things do not work the way you expect them to work. He went in search of his father's lost us and what happened? He located his divine blessing. And I want somebody to understand this morning that unfavorable situation you are going through, God will use it as a channel to bless you. Amen. When God wants to organize you, He first of all disorganizes you. There must be a shaking in you. Am I talking about? He must shake out something that is not supposed to be in you. There must be a shaking. He will shake up, shake up, shake up. The chaff in you must go off. The ungodliness in you must go off. The ungodliness in you must go. He will keep on shaking, shaking. Until all of them goes off, then he begins to reorganize. By the time he finishes his work in you, you will even glorify the Lord that he did well by allowing you to go through those afflictions. But when you are going through those afflictions, they are not easy. At times you think that God has forgotten you. But God can never fail nor forsake his children. Today, God is said to give somebody a new spirit. 
And the spirit of God, when he is coming here, will comes with a package. It comes with a package. You say through Ezekiel 36, he said, I will give you my spirit, give you a new heart, and I will give you the corn. Everything your parents have lost, I will restore them to you. He told Saul, I will make you a king. As you are going, they will begin to give you gifts. A lot of things begin to happen in your life because my spirit is not in you. It will begin to attract good things your way. By the time I anoint you in the course of this service, as you step off today, divine attraction will begin to locate you. Amen. What belongs to you will begin to locate you. Amen. They will no longer pass you by. Amen. Because your spirit is going to take over your destiny. Amen. In verse 9 of that first summit, chapter 10, something happened. A lot of things came across us way. To this thing they said, Ah, he saw I'm even among the prophet because the spirit of prophecy came upon him. When God puts his spirit in you, what makes God to be God is equally put in you. The attribute of God is put in you. His mercies, his grace, his love, his joy, his wealth, his goodness, prosperity, fruitfulness is equally put in you. All of a sudden, Saul began to prophesy. Because the Spirit of God that can do all things, we are now in Him. That Spirit is in you. And you will be being to do all things to His glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 9 says, And it was so that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart. God gave him what? Why would God give him another heart? He had to remove the old heart because the old heart will not allow the newness of God to penetrate. He had to remove the old heart and give him a new heart, a new heart that can walk in agreement with the Lord. A new heart that once he raised up his son and said, Lord, the Lord said, I'm already here. A new heart that well before he calls, the Lord will do what? Answer. And while he's here speaking, he will do what? Here. A new heart that will not put you on the heavenly expressway. You will no longer be on the service lane. A new heart that will make you that once you declare a thing, it shall be established. And the word of God says in that verse 9, God gave you a new heart. And all those signs came to pass that day. All those signs came to pass what? came to pass that day. We are talking about spiritual rebirth. If you look at the book of John, John chapter 3, verse 7. Okay, let me just take from verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. I said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. He wouldn't come in the day it was an abomination for a public officer to come in the day and accept Jesus Christ. Uh-uh. This Jesus, uh-uh. you, sack him from work. Relieve him of that position. The authority doesn't approve. But he knew the risk he had to take. He still came at night because he believed. He said, we know no one can do these miracles. I believe in you. Verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of what? God. 
Verse 7, he said, Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. You must have spiritual rebirth if you must walk with God and if you must walk for God. Why would God tell the prophet to go and anoint a king? He told the judges before they were called judges. That is why even right now, as I always told you, I said the prophets, the system of governance we have on earth is copied from the one in heaven. The difference is that the one in heaven is based on righteousness. The one on earth is based on unrighteousness. For you to become a king, the Lord will tell the prophet, go and anoint the king. If you are not anointed, you cannot become a king. They were called judges then. That is why now, it is still the chief judge that sways in the present or the governor. Prophets were called judges in those days. Once he announced you, he released his spirit upon you. And as you are moving, you walk in hand with the prophet. The king is in charge of administrative and political matters, while the prophet is in charge of spiritual matters. It means that as you move on earth, as you rule the nation, there are issues you must bring to the prophet for him to direct you how God wants those things to be done. The moment you detach yourself from the prophet, you miss it. Go and read the Bible. All the kings that decided to rule by turning their back on the prophet missed it. Go and read the Bible. All of them that turned their back on the prophet, they missed it. Except those who work hand in hand with their prophet. That is why David is a role model for all the king, president, governors, anybody in point of leadership at the helm of affairs in any level of leadership in this world. King David is a role model for them on how affairs of organization should be run. You must never detach yourself from the control of God if you want to succeed. But today, what do we have? have people at different levels rebelling. They rebel. They want to do things the way they want to do it. And that is why they never made it. That's why we have problems. We have problems everywhere over the world. Because people do not want the Lord to get involved. They are old enough. They are mature enough. They are man enough to run their businesses. It is not of God. When God anoints you, he puts his spirit in you. He puts so many things. As long as Saul maintained the spirit of God, Saul was ruling well, winning battles, doing so many things to the glory of God. But once pride came in, he decided to do things without asking questions. He decided to take laws in his hands. He started having problems. He began to take wrong decisions. Which we saw. When Prophet Samuel came, the Lord queried him and took away the anointing from him. I pray that what God has committed into our hands will remain permanently in Jesus' name. Amen. Our behaviors will not make God to remove them from us in Jesus' name. Rebirth is very important. Rebirth is about realigning our ways to the ways of the Lord, our Creator, so that His purpose for us will be fulfilled. While growing up, we come across so many things in life. We come across entanglements. We get entangled with so many ideas, so many things, ungodly things. So when it gets to the point where God wants to use for a mission, what does He? He disorganizes, He removes all those things and causes to be born again to begin to see things the way he sees things 
act the way he acts, walk the way he walks, think the way he thinks, so that his purpose in our lives will be fulfilled. And I pray by reason of this service, God will reposition our destinies in Jesus' name. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came in the days of the Jewish chief priest, the high priest. He came in those days, still up to today, Judaism, different religions based on religious denomination. Judaism, according to the publicans' ways, the Sadducees, their ways, the Pharisees, the Zealots, the Herodians, the scribes. But in spite of the different denominations, he still was short of the glory of the Lord. It was not up to the requirements that God had deigned for us to have relationship with him. All of them needed generated spirits to serve God in spirit and in truth. He said, Marvel what I say unto you, you must be born again. Born again. You must be born of the spirits. You must be born again. The Lord is coming again. The second coming. And I like him. He's coming like the ten virgins. Five foolish virgins. Five wise virgins. All the virgins were Christians. They were Christians. So it means we have foolish Christians. We have wise Christians. The unfortunate thing is that the foolish Christians are in number greater than the wise Christians. So in Jesus' context, what he taught us about the five foolish virgins and five wise virgins, five foolish virgins missed eternity in heaven. God is still talking that divide creation into for one quarter will manage to make it. He says not even up to one quarter. When he comes, the rapture takes place today, one quarter will manage to make it. So out of 100 members in a church, 25 or not up to 25 Christians will make it. I'm not talking about 100 Christians. I'm talking about 100 members. And I want you to understand the difference between Christians and members. You might have 5 million members. Among the 5 million members, you might have 500 Christians only. Who are the members? Who are the Christians in the congregation? The members are those, come as you are, they can come. Gather them, evangelize. Bring them, bring them, bring them, bring them, bring them. And when we count roll call, we might have 10 million members. We might count that we have 500 members. We might 500,000 members. 10 million members. Every day we hold service, we say, ah, we have recorded so, 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 so members. But when God expressed the membership, how many of those members are having spirit and truth. Out of 500 members, it could only be 50 members. And those 50 members are what we call 50 Christians. Christianity, Christ is the anointed one. Christians are the little anointed ones. If you are not serving God in spirit and truth, you are not a Christian. You are just a member. You are warming your seats. Christians are those who are serving God in spirit and truth. Who see Jesus Christ as their role model. Who think like him, act like him, work like him, reason like him, do things like him. Emulates the life of Christ. Those are Christians. So, they had ten 
virgins who were members who were members they go to church five were wise five were Christians five were members the day of reckoning came they found out those people were just coming to church those other five they were not prepared I'm speaking to the spiritual and body of somebody here you must be prepared for the coming of Christ in Jesus name the body of Christ is presently choked up with cares of the world. And this present body of Christ needs spiritual rebirth. You and I need spiritual rebirth. Jesus is coming the second time. Jesus is coming the second time. And the body of Christ must be ready to welcome him. Jesus is coming to a church without spots. He's coming to a church without wrinkles. He's coming to a church without blemish. And that accounts for why he is in the business of end time soul winning. The church of the living God must be born again. The body of Christ must be born again. And that accounts for why the Lord is again in the business of conducting spiritual rebirth for his children. What is spiritual rebirth? Spiritual rebirth is the inner spiritual renewal as a result of the power of God in a person's life. The phrase, new birth, born again, came forth from Jesus himself in his meeting with Nicodemus in the book of John chapter 3. Nicodemus said, must a man enter into his mother's stomach and be born again? He said, no, 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 far be it. When Saul turned to go from his meeting with Prophet Samuel after the anointing. God gave Saul a new heart. God gave Saul a new spirit. Saul became born again immediately. Born again with a new spirit, the spirit of Christ, to do the work of Jesus. In Ezekiel chapter 36, he said, I will give you a new heart. I will give you a new spirit. I will remove those filthiness. I will remove those gods from you. It means God made them to be born again. Spiritual rebirth. He said, all have sin and fallen short of the glory in Romans chapter 3 verse 23. That means we are all sinful in God's eyes. And we need to be regenerated. We need to be recreated. We need to be renewed by the sovereign activity of God through his spirits. That was why he removed the filthiness in Saul, gave me a new spirit, released the anointing upon him, to be born again, to see things, do things, act, speak, walk the way he, Jesus Christ, will always do. Without faith, there will be no regeneration. Without faith, there will be no spiritual recreation. Without faith, there will be no spiritual renewal. A non-believer cannot be born again. Faithless people can never be born again. When somebody comes and says, I want to be born again, you see seriousness on the person's face. He wants to be born again. He believes. He's walking by faith. Whatever we are doing today is based on faith. Each time we are gathering here or we gather here, we have gathered by what? Faith. We are coming because we believe that his presence is here. Am I talking to somebody? And we believe that each time we go, we are not going back the same. That's why somebody here is not living anything other than Jesus' name. Because he affects 
will bring your heart desires into manifestation. That that has brought you to the house of God today will provide your heart desires in Jesus' name. Without regeneration, one cannot experience eternal life in heaven. You can't. Acceptance of this regeneration means that our sins are forgiven and one can become born again by the power of the Holy Ghost working in us on behalf of Jesus Christ. The new birth is decisive. The new birth is an irrevocable act of God. Today I pray that the message of God we make our spiritual baptism today permanent in Jesus' name. Amen. Permanent unto eternal life in heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. Spiritual rebirth can equally be called spiritual baptism through the anointing and power of God. It is not water baptism. It's about a new spiritual identity in our lives and destiny. It means the outpouring of divine visitation of God's power upon his children. Outpouring to quicken our hearts, to quicken our minds. Outpouring to quicken our spirits, to quicken our souls. Outpouring to quicken our bodies to serve in spirit and in truth. Through our divine transformation to be who he wants us to be. It's about moving one's destiny to the new level and high life in Christ. I prophesy that the outpouring of divine visitation of God's power will locate you today in Jesus' name. Amen. For Saul to become the king of Israel and for King Saul to be used by God, God gave him a regenerated spirit. He recreated his spirit. He renewed him by giving him a new spirit through his divine rebirth. Unfortunately, when King Saul went back to his vomit and polluted the spirit of God in him, he ended badly and spent eternity in hell. I prophesy that our new birth in Christ by reason of this service shall be permanent in Jesus' name. Amen. New birth in Christ means outpouring of God's power upon our lives through the Holy Spirit to break limitations break limitation. He said, I will remove that idol. I will tear off that fitness from you. So that new bit is to break limitations. Upholding of his anointing. To drive away that spirit that is not of God in us. To drive away those foul spirits. Those foundational powers. Ancestral powers. To drive away the spirit that activates ungodliness in his children. It's ordained by the Lord to break limitations. But then by the Lord to break foundational strongholds, foundational ancestral and generational causes and sins. It amounts to breaking of strongholds and bondages and one set free from the captivity of foundational powers. Anointing of new birth is ordained to reposition children of God spiritually, ordained to reposition us physically, ordained to reposition us financially. What has not been happening, Allah will begin to happen for good. Or then to reposition us economically, materially, or then to reposition us maritally, or then to reposition us health wise and ministry wise. The blessing of this new birth will never pass you by. It's a then for us to rise and shine. 
and fulfill God's purpose in our lives. As in the days of Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about doing good and healing those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Once that anointing on new bed comes upon you, you are made to achieve God's purpose for your head, except you go back to your vomit. And I pray none of us here will go back to our vomit in Jesus' name. Amen. New birth is a call for genuine repentance, a call for genuine purging and cleansing, internal and external cleansing of our spiritual lives. And the Lord will see us today by cleansing us spiritually and physically in Jesus' name. Amen. I prophesy that this new birth service will equip us to serve the Lord in spirit and truth. Amen. If you're in agreement, let me hear a better amen. amen. In First Kings chapter 18, we read 30, 38. In those days, the contest about the prophets of Baal and prophet Elijah. The word of God told us that Elijah rebuked the altar of the Lord before he could call upon the God that answered by fire. He had to rebuild that altar. If he had not rebuilt that altar that was polluted. Hello? Don't forget it was the same altar that was used by 850 prophets of Baal. Hello? Their hands touched the altars. Their hands touched the wood. Their hands touched everything that Elijah still used. Those things were polluted. They had to rebuild, first of all. There had to be a spiritual rebirth. There had to be a new life unto the altar. And when he did that, and called upon the God of Elijah, that God that answered by fire, answered by fire. Today, as you call upon the Lord, who will answer you by fire. No, you know, your body is the temple of the Most High God. Every temple has an altar. And the Spirit of God dwells in you. Many altars. Temple has been tampered by the hands of the enemy. Has been tampered by the hands of sins. Has been tampered by the hands of ungodliness, unrighteousness, unholiness. And needs to be rebuilt. The altars of our lives must be rebuilt today. So that as we call upon the Lord, that God that answered by fire will answer us by fire. 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 By your heads. He said, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of the Lord. This morning we are going to pray and call upon Him for that spiritual rebirth. And we must start first of all by asking him to purge us. Asking him to cleanse us. Asking him to pray for us. In all areas we offended him. In words. In actions. In thoughts. Bring before him. David cried in Psalm 51 verse. He said, purge me with high soul. He said, purge me. Purge me. That means... My sins are so deep and dirty that they need to be scrapped through purging. Purge me with high soap and I shall be clean. After purging, wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Many of us need purging. 
Our minds need purging. Our heart need purging. Open your mind and talk to the Lord that this morning, Father, let your blood purge us. We find ourselves doing those things that we do not want to do. And those things we want to do, we find ourselves not doing it. We need purging this morning. So the anointing of new birth will locate us. Purge us, Lord. Let your blood purge us. We are people of reprobate mind. We have done abnormal things. Things that are not normal. Sidney people were the worst offenders. This one will come before your father for your mercy for we have sinned and fallen short of thy glory. We have come before you to purge our conscience. Remove every evil works from our lives, Lord. We ask for internal purging. We ask for internal purging. We ask for external cleansing. Cleanse our spiritual lives. Repurchase us through your spiritual blood. Make us to be who we want us to be, Lord. We've been choked up by cares of this world. Your blood is made available unto us. Your blood must accomplish that thing you have ordained for it to accomplish in our lives. It was not shared in vain. We ask for your mercy. We ask for your mercy. Today, carnality must go. Flesh must go. Flesh must go. Carnality must go. We know you are in the business of seven souls this end time. And charity begins at home. We ask for your blood to salvage our souls that the devil has stolen. Souls that the devil has stolen unto carnality. Father, restore us to be who you want us to be. We ask for mercy. We ask me that are under the sound of my voice that has never given their lives to Christ. This is a wonderful time for you to reconcile with the Lord. Talk to him. Let him know you are willing to accept him as your Lord and Savior. And you have come before him with the genuineness of mind. In all humility. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. Ask him to forgive your sins. In all areas you offended in the past. That today you are willing to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Let him cancel your names from the book of deaths and hell. And rewrite your name in the book of life. Ask him to repurchase your soul with his precious blood. And let his blood be a permanent mark of salvation upon you. Father, accept as many as are willing to be born again. Not of correctable seed, but of them correctable. By your work which liveth and abideth forever. Let your blood and mark be upon your children who have accepted you this morning. Make us to be better Christian, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Father, we bless the holy name. That by reason of this anointing of new births, you are we must prevail over our lives. The will of the evil ones will never prevail. Only your will, which you had ordained before our creation, that will prevail. Thank you, Lord. We bless the holy name. We glorify you. In Jesus' name. We pray. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chim of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awaniye Lemo Street, Ajawo Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or anointedassembly.org. 
For prayer and counseling, please call 070-3668-7445. May God richly bless you. This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. Let's bow our heads as we go into the message of the day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we bless the holy name for the wonderful moment you have ordained this morning for us to stand before your throne of grace. Let our world bring forth healing, bring forth your life in us, make us to be who you want us to be, so that your name will continue to be eternally glorified in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. The Lord is good. The message is titled Spiritual Rebirth. We're taking a message from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36. I read it from verse 24. It is written in Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 24. For I will take you from among the hidden and gather you out of all countries. I will bring you into your own land. The Lord is speaking to somebody this morning that you will surely possess that promised land. Amen. He said, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your filthiness, from all your idols, will I cleanse you. If the Lord is said to put a new garment upon you today, can I hear your amen? He said, a new heart also will I give you. Mm. Somebody here is mightily blessed today. Amen. A new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away this stony heart out of your flesh. And I'll give you an heart of flesh. God is talking to somebody this morning that everything the enemy has put in your life, in your destiny, will be replaced with his goodness today. Amen. 27. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my status and you shall keep my judgments and do them. That means from today, the spirit of God will begin to prevail over your lives. Amen. He said, you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your father's and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. For you to be a child of God, accepted by God, you are mightily blessed today. Amen. I want us to look at other scriptures too. Let us look at First Samuel chapter 10 to support what we have just read in the book of Ezekiel the 36. For God to use you, He must put in you His newness. Those things that makes Him to be God, His spirit, His character must be put in you. First Samuel chapter 10, we're reading from verse 1. Then Samuel took a veil of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee? To be captain over his inheritance. 
the Lord was talking about Saul when he asked Prophet Samuel to anoint Saul to be captain. All of us, God has made us to be captain over his inheritance. Because there are different inheritance the Lord has released for his children on this earth in Jesus' name. He said, in my father's house there are many what? So there are inheritances too on earth for his children. He anointed Saul to champion one of such inheritance that he has given for his children. Then verse 2 says, when thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by righteous sepulchre in the border of Benjamin, Azazah, and they will say unto thee, the asses which thou wentest to seek are found. Whatever thing you have been looking for that appear impossible, those things will locate you from today. Amen. And lo, thy father had left the care of the asses, sorry for you, saying, what shall I do for my son? Verse 3. Then shall thou go on forward from things, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor, and thou shalt meet the three men going up to God to better, one carrying three keys, and another carrying three loaves of bread, another carrying a bottle of wine. And I will salute thee, and give thee two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hands. The blessings and visitations you never expected will locate you from today. That's what is called divine connection and divine arrangement. God arranged for what belongs to the father of Saul. He's asked to get lost. His ship or car, whatever they call it, to get lost. It was a divine arrangement so that Saul will move and locate his place of blessings. If Saul hadn't moved, there would have been no meeting with Prophet Samuel. The Lord allow you to go through certain things in life so that you will come in contact with his divine location of blessings for you. That's why the word of God says in everything, do what? Thank God. Because you do not know why God allowed that thing to happen. Don't run your mouth when you find yourself in certain uncomfortable situation. You begin to get angry. You begin to run your mouth because you do not know what God has for you through that situation. Allow God to finish to perfect his work in your life. Don't get angry when things do not work the way you expect them to work. He went in search of his father's lost us and what happened? He located his divine blessing. And I want somebody to understand this morning that unfavorable situation you are going through, God will use it as a channel to bless you. Amen. When God wants to organize you, he first of all disorganizes you. There must be a shaking in you. Am I talking about? He must shake out something that is not supposed to be in you. There must be a shaking. He will shake up, shake up, shake up. The chaff in you must go off. The ungodliness in you must go off. The ungodliness in you must go. He will keep on shaking, shaking. Until all of them goes off, then he begins to reorganize. By the time he finishes his work in you, you will even glorify the Lord that he did well by allowing you to go through those afflictions. 
But when you are going through those afflictions, they are not easy. And then you think that God has forgotten you. But God can never fail nor forsake his children. Today, God is said to give somebody a new spirit. And the spirit of God, when he is coming here, it comes with a package. It comes with a package. He said through Ezekiel 36, he said, I will give you my spirit, give you a new heart, and I will give you the corn. Everything your parents have lost, I will restore them to you. He told Saul, I will make you a king. As you are going, they will begin to give you gifts. A lot of things begin to happen in your life because my spirit is not in you. It will begin to attract good things your way. By the time I anoint you in the course of this service, as you step off today, divine attraction will begin to locate you. Amen. What belongs to you will begin to locate you. Amen. They will no longer pass you by. Amen. Because your spirit is going to take over your destiny. Amen. In verse 9 of that first summit, chapter 10, something happened. A lot of things came across us where to this thing they said, ah, he saw, I'm even among the prophet, because the spirit of prophecy came upon him. When God puts his spirit in you, what makes God to be God is equally put in you. The attribute of God is put in you. His mercies, his grace, his love, his joy, his wealth, his goodness, prosperity, fruitfulness is equally put in you. All of a sudden, Saul began to prophesy. Because the Spirit of God that can do all things, we are now in Him. That Spirit is in you. And you will be being to do all things to His glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 9 says, And it was so that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart. God gave him what? Why would God give him another heart? He had to remove the old heart because the old heart will not allow the newness of God to penetrate. He had to remove the old heart and give him a new heart, a new heart that can walk in agreement with the Lord. A new heart that once he raised up his son and said, Lord, the Lord said, I'm already here. A new heart that well, before he calls, the Lord will do what? Answer. And while he's here speaking, he will do what? Here. A new heart that will not put you on the heavenly expressway. You will no longer be on the service lane. A new heart that will make you that once you declare a thing, it shall be established. And the word of God says in that verse 9, God gave him a new heart and all those signs came to pass that day. All those signs came to pass what? came to pass that day. We are talking about spiritual rebirth. If you look at the book of John, John chapter 3, verse 7. Okay, let me just take from verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. I said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. He wouldn't come in the day it was an abomination for a public officer to come in the day and accept Jesus Christ. Uh-uh. This Jesus, uh-uh. you, sack him from work. Relieve him of that position. The authority doesn't approve. But he knew the risk he had to take. He still came at night because he believed 
He said, we know no one can do these miracles. I believe in you. Verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of what? God. Verse 7, he said, Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. You must have spiritual rebirth if you must walk with God and if you must walk for God. Why would God tell the prophet to go and anoint a king? He told the judges before they were called judges. That is why even right now, I was always told him, I said the prophets, the system of governance we have on earth is copied from the one in heaven. The difference is that the one in heaven is based on righteousness. The one on earth is based on unrighteousness. For you to become a king, the Lord will tell the prophet, go and anoint the king. If you are not anointed, you cannot become a king. They were called judges then. That is why now, it is still the chief judge that sways in the president or the governor. Prophets were called judges in those days. Once he anoints you, he releases his spirit upon you. And as you are moving, you walk in hand with the prophet. The king is in charge of administrative and political matters, while the prophet is in charge of spiritual matters. It means that as you move on earth, as you rule the nation, there are issues you must bring to the prophet for him to direct you how God wants those things to be done. The moment you detach yourself from the prophet, you miss it. Go and read the Bible. All the kings that decided to rule by turning their back on the prophet missed it. Go and read the Bible. All of them that turned their back on the prophet, they missed it. Except those who work hand in hand with their prophet. That is why David is a role model for all the king, president, governors, anybody in point of leadership at the helm of affairs in any level of leadership in this world. King David is a role model for them on how affairs of organization should be run. You must never detach yourself from the control of God if you want to succeed. But today, what do we have? Have people at different levels rebelling? They rebel. They want to do things the way they want to do it. And that is why they never made it. That's why we have problems. We have problems everywhere over the world. Because people do not want the Lord to get involved. They are old enough. They are mature enough. They are man enough to run their businesses. It is not of God. When God anoints you, he puts his spirit in you. He puts so many things. As long as Saul maintained the spirit of God, Saul was ruling well, winning battles, doing so many things to the glory of God. But once pride came in, he decided to do things without asking questions. He decided to take laws in his hands. He started having problems. He began to take wrong decisions. Which we saw. When Prophet Samuel came, the Lord queried him and took away the anointing from him. I pray that what God has committed into our hands will remain permanently in Jesus' name. Amen. Our behaviors will not make God to remove them from us in Jesus' name. Rebirth is very important. Rebirth is about realigning our ways to the ways of the Lord, our Creator, so that His purpose for us will be fulfilled. While growing up, we come across so many things in life. We come across entanglements. We get entangled with so many ideas, so many things, ungodly things. 
So when it gets to the point where God wants to use for a mission, what does he? He disorganizes, he removes all those things and causes to be born again. To begin to see things the way he sees things. Act the way he acts. Walk the way he walks. Think the way he thinks. So that his purpose in our lives will be fulfilled. And I pray by reason of this service, God will reposition our destinies in Jesus' name. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came in the days of the Jewish chief priest, the high priest. He came in those days, still up to today, Judaism, different religions based on religious denomination. Judaism, according to the publicans' ways, the Sadducees, their ways, the Pharisees, the Zealots, the Herodians, the scribes. But in spite of the different denominations, he still was short of the glory of the Lord. It was not up to the requirements that God had deigned for us to have relationship with him. All of them needed generated spirits to serve God in spirit and in truth. He said, marvel not I say unto you, you must be born again. Born again. You must be born of the spirits he must be born again. The Lord is coming again. The second coming. And I like him. He's coming like the ten virgins. Five foolish virgins. Five wise virgins. All the virgins were Christians. They were Christians. So it means we have foolish Christians. We have wise Christians. The unfortunate thing is that the foolish Christians are in number greater than the wise Christians. So in Jesus' context, what he taught us about the five foolish virgins and five wise virgins, five foolish virgins missed eternity in heaven. God is still talking that divide creation into for one quarter will manage to make it. He says it's not even up to one quarter. When he comes, the rapture takes place today, one quarter will manage to make it. So out of 100 members in a church, 25 or not up to 25 Christians will make it. I'm not talking about 100 Christians. I'm talking about 100 members. And I want you to understand the difference between Christians and members. You might have 5 million members. Among the 5 million members, you might have 500 Christians only. Who are the members? Who are the Christians in the congregation? The members are those, come as you are, they can come. Gather them, evangelize. Bring them, bring them, bring them, bring them, bring them. And when we count roll call, we might have 10 million members. We might count that we have 500 members. We might 500,000 members. 10 million members. Every day we hold service, we say, ah, we have recorded so, 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 so members. But when God X-ray the membership, how many of those members are serving spirit and truth? Out of 500 members, it could only be 50 members. And those 50 members are what we call 50 Christians. Christianity, Christ is the anointed one. Christians are the little anointed ones. If you're not serving God in spirit and truth, you're not a Christian. You are just a member. You are warming your seats. Christians are those who are serving God in spirit and truth. Who see Jesus Christ as their role model, who think like him, act like him, 
walk like him, reason like him, do things like him, emulates the life of Christ. Those are Christians. So, they had ten virgins who were members. Who were members, they go to church. Five were wise. Five were Christians. Five were members. The day of reckoning came. They found out those people were just coming to church. Those other five. They were not prepared. I'm speaking to the spiritual and body of somebody here. You must be prepared for the coming of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. The body of Christ is presently choked up with cares of the world. And this present body of Christ needs spiritual rebirth. You and I need spiritual rebirth. Jesus is coming the second time. Jesus is coming the second time. And the body of Christ must be ready to welcome him. Jesus is coming to a church without spots. He's coming to a church without wrinkles. He's coming to a church without blemish. And that accounts for why he is in the business of end time soul winning. The church of the living God must be born again. The body of Christ must be born again. And that accounts for why the Lord is again in the business of conducting spiritual rebirth for his children. What is spiritual rebirth? Spiritual rebirth is the inner spiritual renewal as a result of the power of God in a person's life. The phrase, new birth, born again, came forth from Jesus himself in his meeting with Nicodemus in the book of John chapter 3. Nicodemus said, must a man enter into his mother's stomach and be born again? He said, no, 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 far be it. When Saul turned to go from his meeting with Prophet Samuel after the anointing, God gave Saul a new heart. God gave Saul a new spirit. Saul became born again immediately. Born again with a new spirit, the spirit of Christ to do the work of Jesus. In Ezekiel chapter 36, he said, I will give you a new heart. I will give you a new spirit. I will remove those filthiness. I will remove those gods from you. It means God made them to be born again. Spiritual rebirth. He said, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory in Romans chapter 3 verse 23. That means we are all sinful in God's eyes. And we need to be regenerated. We need to be recreated. We need to be renewed by the sovereign activity of God through his spirits. That was why he removed the filthiness in Saul, gave me a new spirit, released the anointing upon him to be born again, to see things, do things, act, speak, walk the way he, Jesus Christ, will always do. Without faith, there will be no regeneration. Without faith, there will be no spiritual recreation. Without faith, there will be no spiritual renewal. An unbeliever cannot be born again. Faithless people can never be born again. When somebody comes and says, I want to be born again, you see seriousness on the person's face. He wants to be born again. He believes. He's walking by faith. Whatever we are doing today is based on faith. Each time we are gathering here, or we gather here, we have gathered by what? Faith. We are coming because we believe that his presence is here. Am I talking to somebody? 
And we believe that each time we go, we are not going back the same. That's why somebody here is not living anything handed in Jesus' name. Because your effects will bring your heart desires into manifestation. That thing that has brought you to the house of God today will provide your heart desires in Jesus' name. Without regeneration, one cannot experience eternal life in heaven. You can't. Acceptance of this regeneration means that our sins are forgiven and one can become born again by the power of the Holy Ghost working in us on behalf of Jesus Christ. The new birth is decisive. The new birth is an irrevocable act of God. Today I pray that the message of God will make our spiritual baptism today permanent in Jesus' name. Permanent unto eternal life in heaven in Jesus' name. Spiritual rebirth can equally be called spiritual baptism through the anointing and power of God. It is not water baptism. It's about a new spiritual identity in our lives and destinies. It means the outpouring of divine visitation of God's power upon his children. Outpouring to quicken our hearts to quicken our minds, our point to quicken our spirits, to quicken our souls, our point to quicken our bodies to serve in spirit and in truth. Through our divine transformation to be who he wants us to be. It's about moving one's destiny to the new level and high life in Christ. I prophesy that the outpouring of divine visitation of God's power will locate you today in Jesus' name. For Saul to become the king of Israel and for King Saul to be used by God, God gave him a regenerated spirit. He recreated his spirit. He renewed him by giving him a new spirit through his divine rebirth. Unfortunately, when King Saul went back to his vomit and polluted the spirit of God in him, he ended badly and spent eternity in hell. I prophesy that our new birth in Christ by reason of this service shall be permanent in Jesus' name. Amen. New birth in Christ means outpouring of God's power upon our lives through the Holy Spirit to break limitations. Break limitations. I will remove that idol. I will cheer up that fitness from you. So that new birth is to break limitations outpouring of his anointing to drive away that spirit that is not of God in us to drive away those foul spirits those foundational powers, ancestral powers to drive away the spirit that activates ungodliness in his children it's ordained by the Lord to break limitations ordained by the Lord to break foundational strongholds foundational ancestral and generational causes and sins it amounts to breaking of strongholds and bondages and one set free from the captivity of foundational powers. Anointing of new birth is ordained to reposition children of God spiritually, ordained to reposition us physically, ordained to reposition us financially. What has not been happening yet will begin to happen for good. Ordained to reposition us economically, materially, ordained to reposition us maritally, ordained to reposition us health wise. 
and ministry wise. The blessings of this new birth will never pass you by. It's a day for us to rise and shine and fulfill God's purpose in our lives. As in the days of Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about doing good and healing those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Once that anointing of new birth comes upon you, you are made to achieve God's purpose for your head, except you go back to your vomit. And I pray none of us here will go back to our vomit in Jesus' name. Amen. New birth is a call for genuine repentance, a call for genuine purging and cleansing, internal and external cleansing of our spiritual lives. And the Lord will see us today by cleansing us. Spiritually and physically in Jesus' name. Amen. I prophesy that this new bed service will equip us to serve the Lord in spirit and truth. Amen. If you're in agreement, let me hear a better amen. amen. In First King chapter 18, we read 30 38. In those days, the contest about the prophets of Baal and prophet Elijah. The word of God told us that Elijah rebuked the altar of the Lord before he could call upon the God that answered by fire. He had to rebuild that altar. If he had not rebuilt that altar that was polluted. Hello? Don't forget it was the same altar that was used by 850 prophets of Baal. Hello? Their hands touched the altars. Their hands touched the wood. Their hands touched everything that Elijah still used. Those things were polluted. But he had to rebuild, first of all. There had to be a spiritual rebirth. There had to be a new life unto the altar. And when he did that, and called upon the God of Elijah, that God that answered by fire, answered by fire. Today, as you call upon the Lord, who will answer you by fire. No, you know your body is the temple of the most high God. Every temple has an altar. And the spirit of God dwells in you. Many altars. Temple has been tampered by the hands of the enemy. Has been tampered by the hands of sins. Has been tampered by the hands of ungodliness, unrighteousness, unholiness. And needs to be rebuilt. The altars of our lives must be rebuilt today. So that as we call upon the Lord, that God that answered by fire will answer us by fire. 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 By your heads. He said, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of the Lord. This morning we are going to pray and call upon Him for that spiritual rebirth. And we must start first of all by asking him to purge us. Asking him to cleanse us. Asking him to pray for us. In all areas we offended him. In words. In actions. In thoughts. Bring before him. David cried in Psalm 51 verse. He said, purge me with high soul. He said, purge me. Purge me. That means... My sins are so deep and dirty that they need to be scrapped through purging. Purge me with high soap and I shall be clean. 
after purging, wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Many of us need purging. Our minds need purging. Our heart need purging. Open your mind and talk to the Lord that this morning, Father, let your blood purge us. We find ourselves doing those things that we do not want to do. And those things we want to do, we find ourselves not doing it. We need purging this morning. So the anointing of new birth will look at us. Purge us, Lord. Let your blood purge us. We are people of reprobate mind. We have done abnormal things. Things that are not normal. Sidney people. We are the worst offenders. This morning will come before your father. For your mercy before we have sinned and fallen short of thy glory. We have come before you to purge our conscience. Remove every evil works from our lives, Lord. We ask for internal purging. We ask for internal purging. We ask for external cleansing. Cleanse our spiritual lives. Repurchase us through your spiritual blood. Make us to be who you want us to be, Lord. We've been choked up by cares of this world. Your blood is made available unto us. Your blood must accomplish that thing you have ordained for it to accomplish in our lives. It was not shared in vain. We ask for your mercy. We ask for your mercy. Today, carnality must go. Flesh must go. Flesh must go. Carnality must go. We know you are in the business of seven souls this end time. And charity begins at home. We ask for your blood to savage our souls that the devil has stolen. Souls that the devil has stolen unto carnality. Father, restore us to be who you want us to be. We ask for mercy. We must mean that under the sound of my voice that has never given their lives to Christ, this is a wonderful time for you to reconcile with the Lord. Talk to him. Let him know you are willing to accept him as your Lord and Savior. And you have come before him with the genuineness of mind. In all humility, accept him as your Lord and Savior. Ask him to forgive your sins. In all areas you offended in the past, that today you are willing to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Let him cancel your names from the book of deaths and hell. And rewrite your name in the book of life. Ask him to repurchase your soul with his precious blood. And let his blood be a permanent mark of salvation upon you. Father, accept as many as are willing to be born again. Not of correctable seed, but of them correctable. By your work which liveth and abideth forever. Let your blood and mark be upon your children who have accepted you this morning. Make us to be better Christian, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Father, we bless the holy name. That by reason of this anointing of new births, your will must prevail over our lives. The will of the evil ones will never prevail. Only your will, which you had ordained before our creation, that will prevail. Thank you, Lord. We bless the holy name. We glorify you. In Jesus' name, we pray. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chim of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awani Yen Lemo Street, Ajawo Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, 
all anointedassembly.org. For prayer and counseling, please call 070-3668-7445. May God richly bless you.